Welcome to another episode of the Raw Paleo Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Emmanuel Zuckerman, and today's topic is insects and entomophagy. So let me start the discussion by saying that if you think insects are gross, you are one brainwashed ape. In pretty much every culture around the world, except our own, people eat insects all the time. Other primates eat insects all the time. Birds eat insects all the time. Even carnivorous animals, like wolves, eat insects all the time. Chimps are notorious for fishing termite nests for termites. They have a little toolkit consisting of several little sticks, and they have a sophisticated technique for actually getting the termites. In fact, researchers have tried to emulate this, and they struggled with it. So chimps have well-developed ability to get to termites. And frankly, I think it is extremely stupid to overlook a food that almost literally climbs into your mouth. How wasteful is that? Now, I believe, although this isn't based on scientific research or anything like that, that the endemic desire in our society to eat crunchy foods, such as popcorn, lays, chips, nuts, is our body signaling that we need to get some nutrients from insects that we're not getting. In particular, I think these insects are probably beetles because those are the crunchiest of all. Now, we don't know which nutrients these are. Is it minerals? Is it vitamins? Is it something else? Specific types of proteins? Nobody knows. And frankly, it doesn't matter. Because if we try to manufacture and extract it and sell it, I have no doubt we'll just make everything worse for everyone involved, as we typically do. To give an example, Researchers have concluded that multivitamins don't reduce the risk of heart disease, they don't reduce the risk of cancer, they don't reduce the risk of cognitive decline, and they don't reduce the risk of early death. In other words, they don't do jack. But actually, if you consume too much of that stuff, then it's been shown to be detrimental to your health, and obviously detrimental to your pocket. And multivitamins are a billion-dollar industry. So I'm sure if we dedicated our research efforts to figuring out what nutrients we are missing that are contained in insects and then sold it and manufactured it, then we'll just make everything worse for everyone. Now, there is, however, scientific reason to believe that insects are much more densely packed in protein as compared to beef and other domesticated meats. In other words, in one pound of, say, grasshoppers, you're going to get more protein than in one pound of a steak. That's at least the general idea. And this has environmental implications because it means you need less space to grow the same amount of protein when you're farming for insects as opposed to farming for the usual domestic cattle. Now if you're familiar with the raw paleo lifestyle then you probably know what the view is of farming and agriculture. So I'm just going to move on to the next topic which is how to get access to insects. So obviously, if you live in the city or in some sort of urban environment, you're going to have to either get out of there or buy human-bred insects. And that means stuff like mealworms, superworms, crickets, and cockroaches, as well as some other things. But again, these animals are farmed. If there's a doubt as to their nutritional deficiency, Note that when people use them to feed their lizards, their pet geckos, and 
snakes and all the other pets that they have, they always have to supplement these animals with all sorts of powders and gut load them because otherwise they are nutritionally deficient and therefore the pets end up nutritionally deficient. So it is better if you can get the insects from the wild. Now, not all insects are created equal. For instance, spiders and ants, they're easy to find, but they're usually not that satisfying to eat. And as a general rule, the bigger the insect, the better, with some exceptions. So let's talk about some insects that can be found in large quantities that you can reliably find and that are easy to catch and are widely available. So these would be grasshoppers and earthworms. There are also other insects that are worthwhile to find and eat, such as beetles, but I haven't found that you can reliably find them almost everywhere you go. They kind of randomly pop out, scurrying across the trail, and then you catch them and you got yourself a beetle. But otherwise, you can't just go to a spot where there's thousands of beetles, always and reliably so. On the other hand, that is the case for grasshoppers and earthworms. So for grasshoppers, if it's the right season, you simply go to a patch of grass. If it hasn't been mutilated with toxins and lawn mowing and all sorts of stuff like that, then it'll probably have lots of grasshoppers happily jumping around and you can collect them, which you should ideally do when the weather is cold, such as in the morning or in the evening or in an overcast day because when it's hot, grasshoppers are really fast. Next, let's discuss earthworms. Earthworms too are seasonal, but if you go to the forest at the right, in the right season, and you scratch around at the leaf litter like you're a chicken, then you're gonna probably find a handful of earthworms each time you lift up a bit of litter. In other words, they're extremely plentiful, they're easy to catch, and they're pretty big, so they're a great meal. And as you do that, you might find other palatable insects, such as centipedes or beetles. Now, I started this discussion with a strong assertion that basically amounts to the fact that our disgust response is actually taught to us. It is social, not natural. And this has been proven scientifically by examining other cultures and the responses that they have to things that we Westerners find repulsive. For example, our disgust with insects, rotten meat, certain bodily functions and certain sexual acts is actually just nurture or social conditioning, if you like. And there's nothing natural about it. On the other hand, a lot of things we do in this culture would be considered repulsive in other cultures, such as sexual promiscuity in Western culture, or abortion, or substance abuse. Finally, going on to the last point, I would posit that we have evolved to eat a large proportion of our diet in terms of insects simply because they are so accessible. On the other hand, the meat of big game I can only imagine was rare and therefore we are not meant to eat too much of it. So think about that, its implications for, for optimal nutrition, and I'll see you next time.